What's up, guys? I'm Dmitry Lipinski, and welcome to the Roofing Insights Podcast, the show that lets you take roofing insights on the go. If you have ever wanted to enjoy Roofing Insights content on your drive to the job site or while you're at the gym, this podcast is perfect for you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. In today's episode, I talk to Hook Agency's owner, Tim Brown, and get his thoughts on SEO and why so many contractors don't have online presence and so much more. But before we jump in, I want to give a shout out to my friends at Atlas Roofing Corporations. For over four decades, Atlas has been one of the most popular shingles in the country because of their commitment to quality and service. If you're a contractor or homeowner who is looking for a brand of shingles that you can trust, then I personally recommend Atlas Shingles. Visit their website today to learn more about what has made Atlas an industry leader in shingle manufacturing. All right, now let's meet Tim Brown and get his spicy takes on marketing. Very spicy candy in the form of content. I have in the hot seat today, Tim Brown with the Hook Agency. I promise you this, I will not hold back. In my perception, Tim Brown is a marketer. He's a marketer that I trust. Um, he works on my websites and does a lot of stuff with the Roofing Insights. But that does not mean that I make it easier on, on marketers. I'm make them accountable and in this interview I will ask him the hardest questions he does not know the questions I never shared it he's nervous as hell but <laughs> you, you, you can feel the energy now but uh, let's talk about SEO in 2022 my first question to you my friend is is SEO dead or dying in 2022 SEO is hard and getting harder because it's extremely competitive. There's people that have been doing it for a while. And I think the one of the main things, objections that people have around SEO, like I see Facebook ads guys going really hard on SEO and saying, talking shit, um, is because there's hundreds of contractors in every major market. And so they, they would say that doing SEO, it, you're a drop in the bucket. You're one of a thousand contractors. And that's true. It's very difficult. And no matter what, um, if you're a contractor trying to rank yourself on Google, it's a long list. And I think you should either go hard or maybe not spend as much time there. And I think that about every marketing channel, to be honest, same with Facebook ads. I kind of think people that go really hard tend to get a better results and people that try to like spend a thousand bucks and they're like, oh, it didn't work. So I'm not a huge Facebook ads guy personally, but I, I still, I don't think that you should spend a thousand bucks and say, oh, it didn't work. Um, and I think the same goes for SEO. People get an email that says, your, S your SEO is bad. And then they buy a cheap solution and, and say, oh, it didn't work. And that's, that's good for me in a way because we're competing with a lot of those other contractors. So yeah, I don't think it's dead. I think that it's hard. I saw recently statistics, someone po uh, published how many roofers don't have websites, like at all. Mm. Mind-boggling to me, I think it was in the Michigan area, uh, that they don't have BBB listings, they don't have websites. Uh, do you have any number or any percentage perception of what do you see on the market? How many roofers mm. don't have websites? I guess they never come to you. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah they're not usually coming to us. To be honest, we usually get people at the like second or third website. Um, I don't try to sell super early roofers on websites just because we're, we're a little bit more expensive. We're like 17.5 for kind of a basic website, 18,000. Why, why, why so much? 
Yeah, we tr we're trying to do the best thing possible. Like we're trying to do really good websites. So I have made $5,000 websites. I've made a lot of them, to be honest. When it was just me, I would roll out a WordPress theme. They're actually like 80 bucks on themeforest.com. Go get one right now. They're very easy to use. So I was rolling out confession time. I was rolling out $80 themes. And then it's really just all the plug and play. And to be honest, this is what all those other, a lot of website design companies are doing. I'm not even mad at it. Because it is a lot of work to like put in the images, put in the content, you know, coordinate with the contractor around what text goes in there. But yeah, those are usually like early websites and then somebody's like, I want, ever, I want somebody to handle it for me. I want somebody to uh, do custom design. So we do completely custom design and development. And basically we're trying to fit the company like a glove a little bit. Um, we're trying to make something original. And there's a lot of heart and soul that goes into that. Just like, um, you know, a little bit more custom exterior remodel job. There's a little bit of heart and soul that goes into that. And I think that's, the, that's kind of the difference there. And it is expensive. So we don't even like try to get really like apologetic about it. We're just like, we understand. Here's a couple other companies. It's hard referring marketing agencies as you've seen, um, but we try to give a couple referrals and then say, come back to us when you're like ready. Cause I mean, there's a lot of bad experiences with websites. People have bad experiences. Um, and it's not just that, that couple months while you're doing the website, it's the later, <laughs> one year later when it doesn't do anything and you're like, do something, you know, you're poking it with a stick. It's like, your website not getting you leads is the real problem. The, the $18,000 or $25,000 or when you watch this in five years and we're $50,000 or whatever because of inflation and the service price going up <laughs> um, is not the problem. It's, it's the problem when you make a website and you sit there for multiple years and it's not getting you any new business. That's a real problem. Why no one can guarantee results mm. at SEO? If SEO works, and it seems to me, here's the trend. Mm -hmm. The jobs and salaries for people doing SEO is on the rise. Like mm -hmm. everybody's paying more to those mm -hmm. people. But the results, not necessarily not guaranteed, but the results mm -hmm. are also cost per results, per cost per acquisition is also going up. But on top of that, no one's still guaranteeing. Like if, if it works, if mm -hmm. it's so good, why there's no guarantee? Because that's what mm -hmm. most uh, service providers have in, problem with mm -hmm. you know like I'll give you a gazillion dollars for gazillion leads like no budget at, at mm -hmm. all like as long as I have conversion rate mm -hmm. why there and, and then you try it and it just doesn't work the money you spend versus acquisition mm -hmm. actual acquisition of customers it's zero like yeah or like very small you know uh, especially in the beginning I've tried it where you know you, you throw 10 grand and you know, you, you'll get 100 jobs that time, but mm -hmm. the jobs that actually you can tie to SEO or even ads sometimes, mm -hmm. it's, you know, one, two, three, far between. So now you have $1,500 per customer acquisition, but where yeah. everywhere else you get way cheaper. Yeah, I think it comes down to, it's a little bit more like it's the work that's required to move in the right direction. So it's, you're paying for the work to get done to move in the right direction. What I kind of challenge people is not to spend money on SEO if they don't understand SEO a little bit. So like there's three main things. I'm going to go through them real quick and not make this boring, but content, writing content. 
on your website. That could be in the form of landing pages or that could be in the form of blog posts. There's link building, so that could be press release distribution, it could be local directory listings, it could be guest posting. And you can Google all these things and kind of look into them. And then there's technical SEO, which sometimes the companies that don't get a lot of results, all they're doing is technical SEO and some, some local directory listings, that's it. So there are there is a whole section of here, and I'd say it's like a pretty good percentage of the SEO industry that rests a little bit on its laurels. Uh, it, it chills. It's not that aggressive. And those people are a little bit less likely to get results. And then there's a chunk of people that are really trying and there's people that are vigorously working on your behalf. And if you understand the, if you understand the basic components of what they're doing, you can at least watch the work getting done and you can see the graph going up. Maybe it's not leads yet, maybe it's traffic. And um, you can see the graph going up and it's links back to your website. And you can see the graph going up and it's articles and landing pages. And if you kind of understand how those play in to the long-term results, you can get excited about those things and enjoy the process, which is a very difficult process. So that's why a lot of people don't do it. And they either pay Angie leads or all these other lead providers that are shared leads. And in, when they do that, they're, they're not doing anything wrong. They're just not paying to build their company up because it's not building an asset. So I suggest doing it even if it takes a while to get the results. Why people can't guarantee a result, I think because they're paying, you're paying for the work to get done and the work's getting done no matter what. Um, and you are in the right direction, but a lot of companies kind of give up before they get to the promised land. And I mean, really, how many people has that company brought to the promised land? And I'm just saying like kind of a spicy way to say it, but like how many people has that company brought into getting significant leads from SEO? And you have to look at their case studies, maybe even talk to some of their clients that have been around for a couple years. Um, and if you do that, you can get a better sense to if they're really, if it's really happening for those people. And I think it's just the work has to get done no matter what. So it's like, if the work's done, it's really hard to then say, if they gave up after nine months, the work got done. There's a lot of content, there's a lot of links, there's a lot of and usually if you stick with it for at least nine months and you work with an aggressive partner, there is leads, it's just long-term. But, but that's the problem because yeah. everybody's pitching long-term. It's I love mm. uh, analogy with the promised land. Yeah. I, I would also say this, I would tweak the analogy. I would yeah. say, let's talk about modern gold rush. In a yeah. gold rush, people who sell shovels win the most. Yes. So Google is the biggest winner yeah. in the game. Oh yeah. Would you agree? Marketing company, website companies is the second biggest winner mm -hmm. because you have salaries paid. You, you pretty much have guaranteed jobs. So you will go and work on nine months on a set fees. Yeah. And even if after nine months, you know, like con and contractors are the one who is really doing gold rush and they have this dream and to get to promised land. And mm -hmm. if you look at the failure rate and stuff, so now the contractor is the biggest loser in between all three parties because Google always gets what they want. Marketers yeah. almost always gets what they want. <laughs> and roofer yeah. it, 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 or contractor is the one who takes yeah. all the chances in the world, hopefully yeah. that will find that gold. So you're just selling them a shower, hopefully it'll work. Would you agree? I mean, that? here's the deal. We're doing a lot more paid ads lately. And I think Google is just gonna continue to win a lot because we're giving more and more money to Google for the ads because there's still, even though there's one or two clicks out of 10 go to the ad, 
still a lot of clicks and it's quick. So we know that it's like 100, 150 bucks a lead from a Google ad. And I know that there's going to be somebody claiming under the video that they can do it for 12, you know, but um, there's, that's the average. There's, you know, it's a little, it's lower for local services, Google local services per ad. Um, I believe the roofers win a lot um, and they're making a lot of money. On, that's the only reason we can charge what we charge is because roofers are making a lot of money on what we do. Um, All right, I, I yeah. want to stop you, guys. I want you to pause as well. Pause right now. First of all, give this video a like. It truly helps to spread our message. But second, I want you to go down in comments and I want you to share your honest feedback experience with the website people. How many agencies have you tried? Two, three, four, five? And if you agree with that statement that we make a lot, and we have a better side of the deal. Just comment below your relationship with marketers, just your feedback. You know, how much have you spent? How much was a good investment? And how much was a reap off? Because another problem that we have here is like, you know, you're a good guy in a, in, in a crooked. In. If you think, by the way, that the roofers are crooked, you have not met <laughs> uh, marketers yet who build websites. There's like, this space is crazy to me because you have so many kids working in the mom's basements who's charging these obnoxious rates and don't do the work. Like they don't do the work. When it comes to SEO, what's time commitment required to be average? Not even like super successful yeah. average. Like if I build my roofing company today and I want to whether it's learning or I know something about it, is it one hour a week, two hours, five, ten? If you wanted to push your own SEO? Yes. If you want to push your own SEO, I think you're going to get better result if you do at least a half day a week. So like if you could commit to like half a day a week. And okay. to be honest with you, you know, I know that you're friends with Dima Sobovyoy. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that's yeah, yeah, his yeah. last name. Yeah. He does uh, school roofing, school, roofing uh, SEO school or roofing something. Roofing SEO school. So he probably has a better understanding of how much it takes. What I've seen, and I guess shout out to him and what he's trying to do there. What I've seen is contractors are too busy making money to want to learn SEO. And, and maybe it's because partly because we generally don't work with contractors under 1 million and it's, it's tending to be a little higher. So like two to 10 million is our most common client. So those are the people I'm talking to the most and they don't have time because they're, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a whirlwind of money, you know, those, those things with money flying all around and, have you ever seen one of those but machines? But it doesn't matter yeah. who does the work. Like whether it's you yeah. do it or I hire someone to do yeah. it. What's the time commitment? Mm. So we're talking like, let's say your agency. Let's say I give you my website. Yeah. How much time are you going to put per week to make my website work? The After the website is built on yeah. SEO? Yes. I actually don't have time tracking completely set up in our agency. Because but roughly, is it 5, 10 hours a month? Is I would say one probably like 20. I mean, 20 with, hours per with month. writers. I mean, we write a lot. Um, I don't know, have that down to a complete science, but I know that we probably spend at least one full day. A writer spends a full day per month on your, writing your stuff. I mean, there is complexity levels too. There's, there's roofers where they've got five locations and there's a higher amount of content going on on their website. So we have a, a couple different tiers. But so maybe it's, you know, it's significantly more with those guys. There's, 
It's a lot of work. Realistically, it's a lot of real 20, work. 20 hours yeah. a month, I would agree. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And, but yeah. what do you see? Like, you, you see your competition charging, yeah. let's say, like the most common probably, yeah. 2,500 bucks a yes. month. How much time in your experience, because you build those websites and you go in and you see what, what have yeah. been worked on. Yeah. Uh, how much time you've seen average bad marketer, bad web guy spends? Significantly so less. So I mean, couple hours. I'll be honest with you. I think some of them don't touch it. I think there's, and I, I mean, believe you. this is really mean to, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not calling out anyone, but I think some people are not doing much. And that bothers me deeply too, because, and I, I want to tell them, I want to tell these roofers, like, just make sure you know exactly what they're doing. How do you make your marketer accountable? So yeah. if I pay someone 2,500 yeah. bucks a month, like what, like what questions do I ask? Yeah. What do I look at? I want to see real deliverables. So in our case, we've gotten pretty good about documenting deliverables, but you should basically ask like, what content is going out? What links are you creating? And what technical changes have you made to my website? Even if it was just a Google Doc and they listed everything that they did for the month, then that could be a way to hold them accountable and to also, if you understand the basics of SEO, to just say, okay, this, the basics of SEO are getting done every month. The problem is, is that a lot of SEO companies are doing an audit every month. And to be honest, some of those are automated audits. <laughs> And they're essentially able to do that without much work at all. And so if you've ever gotten on a call with your SEO company and it feels like they're just looking at your account for the first time in a, in a month, is. it's probably true because they do automated stuff and then there's nothing there. So there has to be something there. And to be honest, sometimes it's like people that charge half as much as us, right? But I, but I urge you to look at what it really is because if you're spending half as much but there's nothing there or it's very, very little, like let's say like one blog post a month or one landing page a month or something like that, it's not going to be enough at this point in the game, at this point in Google to really create difference. Like you have to, we're in a competition. Google is a competition and it's not, in, it's not that crazy hard to win in like a medium market. Um, but it is really hard to win um, if you're if you're doing one blog post a month. You're not gonna you're not gonna win shit. By the way, I, I want to explain really quick why we have this huge mass on our hands. It actually has an it's a person who creates probably half percent of it. His name is Ty Lopez. Mm. So if you Google or YouTube the uh, most viral ad of all times, so it was Ty Lopez here in my garage ad, right? And uh, that's how Ty, Ty Lopez was spending like, I don't know, like $1 million a month, like crazy. Like everybody mm -hmm. has seen that ad yeah. back, back in the day. So he builds this social marketing agency. It's like a school essentially. And he's sold thousands and thousands and thousands of courses. Like I talked, like I'm, I'm here in Minneapolis and I talked to at least five people who took that course. And the entire premise, entire promise of that course was if you understand social media and target audience were like young young people mm -hmm. like i'm talking about 17 18 19 years old who wants to have a business so here's what you do like i actually watched his so i have a person who was working for me so he came in he's like dimitri i want to manage your instagram I'm like what's your expertise well i took 
uh, Ty Lopez SMA. I'm like, all right, I'm going to freaking buy it. And I want to log in. I want to see what he's teaching, mm. right? So I, I spend the money and I just, I want to understand why everybody's doing it. Mm -hmm. And first 10 videos, I couldn't watch anymore. First 10 videos. If you understand social media, there's a lot of businesses who don't. Mm -hmm. You call them, you call the doctor, you call wherever, find your niche, and you tell them, hey, I will manage your Facebook account or I will manage your Instagram. And he tells them how much to charge. I have three tiers, $1,000, $2,500, and $5,000. And he has these case studies. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the testimonials, and I've seen the people, and I've heard them talk. Now you have a 19-year-old kid who works with the 50 doctors mm -hmm. and who's charging them 1500 bucks a month for like a post. Like so he's making ridiculous money delivering very, very minimum results, mm. and I would question the real results on the back end. I'm okay with all of that. I'm okay with value proposition. If I can monetize my business, if mm -hmm. it transfers to my revenue, not mm -hmm. your revenue. So this Ty Lopez guy, he was the first person in the United States who literally gave birth to this Instagram dream life where you can be in the Hawaii on your computer and work anywhere in the world, right? Like everybody has that image yeah. because that was the image that was created like 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the first people who was teaching others to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he made millions on his program. I met Ty, very smart guy. I'm not throwing him under the bus. But when you tell someone, hey, go charge 2,500 bucks and do one, two, three, four things, it's not bad as long as you get like I can charge you five grand a month and then let's say then a lot of audience do I would argue that you know like if when Kardashians charge one million dollars for one post it's actually might be really good for the brand mm -hmm. because the brand mm -hmm. that they mentioned will get ten million dollars in sales yeah. the, the very next day so but but you have to have the data mm -hmm. that hey what you did for me transfer money and what this marketers do they charge the money and business owners don't see results. Mm -hmm. How do you fight that? Like, you know, and also very curious what you have to say about this. Let's say a roofer signs up a contract, 2,500 bucks a month, but it's one year contract. Three months in, he spent 7,500 bucks, zero leads, zero results, because I get those all the time. Mm -hmm. Can I cancel it? Should I cancel it? On SEO? Yeah. It really depends on if they're doing significant action on the website. Like, but but you, yeah. you gave advice earlier, deliverables, ask them what they're doing. Yeah. So you try yeah. after three months, you're trying to make that. Uh, trying to make an assessment. I, I think, honestly, you should be doing that homework, no offense, up front. True. And you should really be asking them, what am I going to see? Is it, is it unethical for the contractor to breach the contract if he does not see the work is being done? He's questioning, like, let's say... I no, because especially if the work is listed in the contract, like ours is, says what we're going to be doing every month. But a lot of yeah. times it's not. Yeah. <laughs> the, the problem is the contracts are so basic. So it's like yeah. 2500 bucks a month. It's one year contract. That's the problem. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm a marketer, man. I'm kind of like, I'm a little bit on the side of the marketer in that case. But if there's not real work being done, then I don't... I don't give a shit about con like contracts. I don't think people should have them basically. Like we have a month to month contract and I think it's a little bit like I should be proving to you month every month 
and we should be talking about the stuff and I want to show you what we're doing. Even though you're impatient, I'm impatient too. Let's move. Um, so that's our vibe a little bit internally is like six months in, we know you're impatient because that's not, that's not how long it takes to get SEO results unless you have a significant background in SEO. Because if you do, then yes, we can increase the graph from there. But if you're starting from, let's say, level two or three, like you've got a thousand people on your website, um, yes, we can get leads pretty quickly from that. But if you've got 300 people on your website, it takes a little while to kind of increase and, and really get the momentum going. But I think six months is a, better, a little bit better time to be having those conversations but you should be seeing real work being done. If you're not seeing real work being done, there's nothing, I mean, the work is what creates it. There's no magic. SEO is not magic. It's literally content, links, and technical SEO. You really do need to see action. If there's no action, there's no result. SEO is not magic. It's literally content, links, and technical SEO. Is it appropriate for a contractor to ask the, uh, the background or education of the marketer of the website, like where did you learn this? Yeah. To, to help to try to avoid to hire the Ty Lopez guy. Mm. Like, so for example, yes. if you're pitching me 2,500 bucks, yeah. like, hey, where, because I've asked that question and people like, I'm not gonna tell you, it's, it's my bit because they not, you know, like if you go, let's say you're a doctor, like you're proud of school, mm. like you're Harvard, mm. you, you know, graduate or whatever, but marketers, who took a course and how many of those you see like it's three-day course or five-day course and now they're in business versus people who are really studying learning where's the best place to study yeah. SEO and I've been early in my SEO career before sure. right like my first couple years I didn't have the story yet right you should ask the story what is the story how did this happen how are you how did you how yeah. do you know this yes it will help you a lot to vet your person. At this point, I've been doing it for a little while now, so I can create a little bit of moat or wall around what we've built, which is, you know, we've got a lot of processes in place that's taken a long time, etc. To build that wall, <laughs> to, to help people vet out early people, like I once was, so I can't talk that much shit. Um, but it's, it's okay to be yeah. early if you have education, if you yeah. went to school, so if you took a course. That's the problem. There's no, <laughs> there's no formal education for SEO. There's but, not a, there's not a lot of there's but, like a class and a but business there's school. like Google. Well, yeah, there's, when people say they're Google guaranteed now, like you can learn from Google. Yeah. But how do you learn from Google? Because everyone's Google guaranteed. You get a guarantee. You get a guarantee. You get a guarantee. Everyone is. So don't Google be impressed partner. by that. Google, Google partner. partner. Everyone's a Google partner. How do you become a you, Google you partner? You spend more than ten thousand dollars and you take a, a very easy course. Okay. It's super easy to become a Google partner. Um, so basically, that that one throw that one out the window. No one cares. Like ultimately, you shouldn't care as a contractor if somebody's a Google partner. It's also all the courses are super simple, super easy. Even like, let's say you go on any one of these like learning sites and you try to learn SEO, it's not real until you do it. So to be honest with you, I had to fail at SEO and I was very honest about how early I was for those first couple clients. I was doing graphic design for clients and they said, why are there not more leads on my, my website? I had a retainer with a software company and why are there not more leads? I said, there's no graphic design that's gonna create more leads on your company. Like, you can't graphic design your way out of this box, you know? So I, you know, I tried for a little bit. I tried to make white papers and downloads and stuff like that, but it didn't solve the problem of there's no traffic. There's no traffic on this website. So I said, I will try. I am new. 
at SEO. I, I previously have worked at an SEO company, so I saw what they did. I, I learned everything I possibly could. I did take courses, so I'm not talking smack about courses. People should take them. It just takes real world effort and long, and you should be honest when you're early. And you should be honest, I'm, I'm new, but, but I- But you, sh you should also charge accordingly. Yes, exactly. So I was not charging that much. Sure. And you know, literally for, for my first education. couple of retainers, like a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks, like it was low. And I, I basically made it based on time in that case. Cause it's then it's like, I'm gonna spend a good amount of time on your account and it's more time. Um, and so I made a lot of mistakes in my early SEO career that I don't have to make on client stuff now, but every super early person does have to make those mistakes. It's just not something you can train your way out of. It's, it's a very difficult process. All the trainings are gonna say super basic stuff and you have to kind of go through that. And then, I mean, now we train people internally. We don't really rely on any like training systems. It's literally people in the same room learning from each other and making mistakes together and learning from those mistakes and making um, upward graphs together and learning from those upward graphs. I mean, it's a, it's a slog and it, it's difficult to learn. And I do think that that's one of the best parts about SEO in a way as a service provider is that it is so hard. It is very hard. And I don't think, to be honest with you, I, I love the idea of training because you know we got Joseph Hughes for Facebook ads. You've got Dima now for uh, SEO training. It's just, this one's a lot harder to learn mm -hmm. than Facebook ads. Like I, I do think Facebook ads, you should learn them. It's good for your, your company if you have somebody learn them, but SEO is really hard to learn and it takes a lot of time and it takes being around other people that are doing it too. And construction business is hard too and I find yeah. it very sad, but also very, very comical. If you, if you take bird's eye view on the whole industry and situation, here's what's happening and here's, just it's it's comical you have startup contractors who don't know what they're doing like literally going in and starting businesses because it's um very easy to enter like you mm. know get a llc start a business it's easy yeah so you have contractors who don't know what they're doing hiring marketers who don't know what they're doing and they trying to dominate the market mm -hmm. so ambition is there everybody takes pr pride in their prices not always in their work mm -hmm. and they're not willing to learn on their mistakes and then when mistakes happens they they just run away mm -hmm. another problem i think social media because you can easily block the person who you have a dispute with and that's happening a lot mm -hmm. like oh you didn't like the results i'm blocking you so you don't give me a review or you don't talk about me, like that's gonna solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And that's our mission. Like if you're that guy, if you're blocking your ex-clients mm -hmm. from talking about their experience, mm -hmm. you can't block me, you can't block yeah. YouTube video. Like we, we're gonna expose you. Mm -hmm. And that's why Waxman's coming to the scenes and mm -hmm. other guys, because I think marketers, like back in the day, roofers used to think that there's unlimited source of subs. You know, you hire a subcontractor, you didn't pay him, whatever, you fire him. There's always going to be subs. There's always going to be subs. And now 2022, and guess what? It's hard to find a sub. But the same goes with marketers. They go around, they scam contractors, they're delivering mediocre results or no results at all. And they just keep going through the pool like, okay, I'm going to join this Facebook group, this Facebook group, this Facebook group. And then 
they run out of groups. And then people these days, the same people will be in different groups. Mm -hmm. And if you come and shit here, like mm -hmm. if, if you make big pile of bullshit, mm -hmm. people are gonna call you out faster. If you're a bad marketer, you will get a call yeah. out way faster than it used to be. Yeah. And essentially you'll go out of business. And there's so many of them. I want to kind of note one thing before we move on from the subject is, Besides the roofing-focused marketers that we all see in the Facebook groups, uh, Michael Stearns, Bradley Akers, um, Joseph Hughes, and you know a few other ones, there's also, I think there's another problem that I just want contractors to be aware of, which is the local marketing agency with great intentions. Because there's a lot of people working with their local marketing agency that doesn't understand roofing, and I have been one. so. Tim, five years ago, was just starting to understand, you know, just starting to have his first couple contractors. The yeah, the, and now that we're niched, I feel like we're able to better serve roofing companies. And I'd almost suggest that you look at these a little bit more legit roofing marketing companies if you are currently with, and besides us, other roofing-focused agencies besides that local marketing agency with good intentions that's going to have to learn everything on your account, learn how to do Google ads for your roofing company, learn how to do SEO and content. I mean, we have three writers that have written so much content about roofing, it's hilarious. And they know stuff they never wanted to know. I mean, because they had to research and sit there and write they, all they day. They can go and start the roofing company. Probably. I mean, maybe, no, I like, <laughs> but there's this, there's this other problem, which is the, lo the local marketing agency in, your, in Cleveland and Tampa and all that do marketing for everybody. And they don't really understand roofing and if you and maybe they have one or two other roofers but literally you learn so much in the niche i think i do want to promote my other fellow roofing marketers who are out here trying to do the best for this you know there's a lot of really good marketers that so are work in, with a niche um yeah agency work, they they do learn a lot and so then they don't have to learn new stuff constantly on your account which i think is the local marketing agency problem at the moment how important is a main name and do you have to have a trade name in your domain name? I think it's pretty important. I think it's more, I've been thinking about it a lot lately because I do, we have a lot of roofers that come to us with names that are redundant for other, you know, other markets. You know, we, we had, we worked with one of your uh, clients uh, that you've been working with for a while, Eagle Eye. And we've had it, we don't work with them now. We had a little bit of a dispute and um, we've, we've tried to be really kind to them on the way out and I hope to improve that relationship over time. Um, things happen, right? Sure. Every agency has things happen. Um, Not every beard can be placed. Yeah, exactly. There is a, another eagle eye that comes to us. <laughs> like, the, like there's a lot of people with the same name and roofing. Isn't that weird? Wow. It's just so many different companies with the same exact name coming that are all around the United States. It does kind of matter, mm -hmm. you know, because if you're, if somebody else Googles your name and then somebody else comes up. All right, uh, I have yeah. a right away follow up question. So we have uh, Monarch Roofing in Myrtle yep. Beach. Sure. So big company, $50 million, right? And uh, we just have a Monarch Roofing Mm. Uh, applied to become a director and immediately I schedule a call with them they're I believe in New Jersey okay. and my concern is exactly that like now I have to make a decision 
do I list two Monarch roofings? And I understand Myrtle Beach and not New mm -hmm. Jersey, but for me, I teach people, you know, do the study, be different. Mm -hmm. I think the problem is real because when people Google you, if there is like, if other companies doing shitty mm -hmm. job, it's negative reviews, people yeah. will think that you, not even it's your business, but mm -hmm. they will ask you, is it a franchise? Why that company has a better reviews? And, you know, I see that you have good reviews, mm -hmm. but are you associated with them? Yeah. It's just problem that should not exist. You know, mm -hmm. wh why would we even, you know, like McDonald's not going to let you have that, yeah. right? So if you, like, you have to protect your brand. And make sure it's unique. Make sure, sure. Even if you have to add a weird modifier, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you don't want to confuse a, the market. A color or a... a I mean, maybe not a number that would look kind of low end, but like add something else, be conscious of this. And if you have to rebrand to get out of that, to make sure it's very clear who it is. And when you Google that name, to be honest, anywhere in the country, they should be able to see your reviews right away because that's reputation. And that's really important. It's difficult. It's a difficult problem, especially for the people watching this right now that you're thinking, oh man, I got to change the name. But if you, if you, let's say you're a roofing company and you, you don't have roofing in your name, how important is it for, for Google mm. to see and understand? And does it truly help to rank higher faster? Does it make your job easier yes. when they do have? It yes, does. it helps a lot. And the word roofing in total, not roofs yeah. and not exteriors, does help. It's a 5%. It's a Sure, but it's still it's I a mean, real it's a real but, percent. But five percent, not one. Yeah, but five percent can lead to a few more jobs a month, yeah. essentially. Yeah, exactly. I want to add one more thing on this topic because this is huge, and this is what people don't understand. When people Google your name, and we like, I'm a YouTube guru, right? I understand YouTube. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll spend two days on the thumbnail and on the title because I know when YouTube YouTube gives me analytics, and Google has very similar. So there is one. Um, metric that nobody's talking about yet on on your end like mm -hmm. I, I just never heard marketer to talk about it but there is a click-through ratio mm -hmm. okay so when people google roofing contractor near me and you have you know let's say 10 companies pulled up and it, it actually not only about forget about Google it can be Bing it can be Yelp it can be home advisor when there's a 10 companies right so think about I of the consumer looking at the 10 names I just did a, a consulting trip to a company in Ohio. Their name is their name plus building solutions, mm -hmm. not a roofing. And I asked him this question, like, if people are looking for roofing contractor name, and they're a roofing only company, and they see your name with the building solutions, and above your roofing, under your roofing, what's the click-through ratio will mm -hmm. be? How many people will actually click on it mm -hmm. to call you? Because they're confused. I mean, are you, and I asked him, do you get calls? to build, you know, sheds, to, to actually build the buildings all the time. Do you get calls that, do you sell building materials? All the times. This is what's happening. People know the business they have. They don't know business they're missing. As a YouTuber, I can tell you this. I can make the same video, so like this interview. I'll do the video, and I'll do the thumbnail, and I'll upload it. YouTube will serve it in recommendations to 1,000 people. If I have a boring thumbnail and boring title, 2% of people will click on it. 
if I make it catchy, if I make you with your hands doing this and I'm doing this and we do like super catchy title, like Tim Brown fights Dmitry Lipinski, exactly. So now- Got one for you. We might get 8% yeah. click-through ratio. Nothing yeah. changed. Same interview, identical. We changed the title and we changed the thumbnail. Mm -hmm. Now 8% clicks. You know what it transferred to? Google will show it to 1,000 people, and now I'm getting 800 views in the first 24 hours yeah. versus 200 views. Exactly. Well, the thing is, if you don't have a roofing in your name, and people see you, and you're com all the competition is because people don't want to waste their time. When people are doing search, they want to find immediately what they're looking for. Pool company near me, and they're going to look for companies with a pool in their names. Gyms near me, re Italian restaurant near me, boom. If it doesn't have, if it's American restaurant in the name and they're looking for Italian, guess what? They're not clicking, you're not getting the call, they're not coming to you. And click-through ratio is the most important, and th that's side of the SEO, but it's also important, and Google is in business to give them the best search result. And it drives me crazy when people put like exterior, siding, or like whatever, like remodeling, construction. First of all, who's searching for that? Second of all, what's going to be your click-through ratio? Because if you really study consumer behavior, you're telling me that you're going to win with a name like something, something mm -hmm. construction, and if you show it to 1,000 people, they're going to click more on you on mm -hmm. your competition. You're delusional. Exactly. And I think, like, honestly, us getting more into Google Ads lately, you see that in a more acute way because you're paying for every click and you're looking at click-through rate a lot closer. So we're trying to apply that to our SEO services. But... Click-through rate in ads becomes really, really important because it's quality score and all that. And some of the things that really matter for those headlines, like you can go right now, Google roofing near me or whatever, look at the results and take some tips from the Google ads and apply those to the other, uh, to your SEO meta titles. I mean, just very easy to put in meta titles on, a, on most sites, on a WordPress site. It's just right there in the, the page or post. But take inspiration from Google ads because a lot of times, and actually Google things are a little bit more competitive, like medical devices and software companies, and look what they're doing on those uh, headlines and, and look what they're doing to get the click because those people are spending ridiculous amounts of money and they have to make it worth it. So sometimes like, we take a lot of inspiration from like the software companies, the medical device, the, the people that are spending just exorbitant amounts of money and try to apply it to what we're doing for roofers. Do we compete with the Google Guarantee today? Who? You, me, everyone. I think you should not compete. I think you should join them. I think you should be on Google Guaranteed. If no, you no, can. but even yeah. if you join them, yeah. you're still like, where's the Google Guarantee and it's all the... right up at the top. Yes. So to me, like... Do we need the marketers to set that up? No, we can do? not at all. That's honestly, we do if people want help with it, but we're encouraging people to do that on their own because it's not very hard. It's not. It's super easy. It and honestly, pisses me off that yeah. people charging for it. Yeah. That's one thing you should do by yourself. How effective it is. Super effective in, in a lot of markets. So there are some markets where it's really saturated. Especially if you have good reviews, I guess. Yeah. I'm looking at like... Colorado and some of the cities. But, but Google cities will also Dallas. kick you out if you're not responsive, like if you're not yes. really so, fast. Exactly. So it's just respond to things as soon as possible. Every single thing that comes through there, respond to it. Um, answer your phone. Get more reviews. If you're getting good leads from there, 
push up the budget. They can't spend it all, or at least see, 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 you know, so gonna happen. see what happens, crank it up. Because I think they are kind of noting who's willing to spend a lot of money and are, are acting accordingly. Don't be, a, I mean, if you put it to $20,000, they usually can't spend all that. So let's say you spend so two. It's not, but yeah. if, uh, okay, controversial question about that. So if, sure. go, if I have gazillion dollars for gazillion leads and you know, no budget, right? So I can give it to $20,000 and Google, like you said, cannot spend it. Why would I spend it with ads with agency? Mm -hmm. Because you can't spend it either. So I call no. you and say, hey, Tim, next month, $20,000 budget. No. I freaking, I know you're going to spend it yeah. because you're getting paid. But Google can't. But it, we, it, don't, we don't actually let people do that usually like really quick unless they have a major history no, of I spending. I understand. But if I, we, we kind of so ramp it the, up. What's the li limit, I guess? Because yeah. there is a supply and demand that people don't understand. They just think mm -hmm. because they have money, they always get results. Yeah. Well, right now we're in Minnesota. It's freaking cold outside. I don't care if you drop a million dollars this month on Google Ads. There's no inventory. There's no mm -hmm. search. But marketers don't tell them. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we kind of inch it up slowly to kind of see where that there's a, a diminishing return at a certain point. And we try to like talk them through that. Like we're not going to get more after $6,000. But there, it is pretty high though, the threshold for where you can get results. Sure. I, do, I don't know how many people are clicking on the local service ad versus the, the it depends on a lot well, of things. Because it's but both, both are getting a lot of clicks still. And to be honest with you, like now that we do go Google ads and we help manage those for people, like, I don't have to play it down as much because we weren't doing it for a while and I would just be like, it's one or two out of 10 and you wouldn't knock on, you wouldn't only knock on one out of 10 doors, right? You know, but at the same time, it's still one out of 10 and it's, a, it's way quicker. It's way quicker than SEO. So the ability to like get closer to guaranteeing results is, is easier because it's just like, for we know, ads, yeah. Can, can someone use budget uh, for Google ads in uh, proportion to budget for Google guarantee. For example, if Google is, uh, you know, charging $2,000 a month, is it fair to say like, okay, if they only can, if Google only can charge me 2000, mm -hmm. should I spend $2,000 on Google ads with my agency versus like, if they will, like, let's say you, you're asking mm -hmm. me to spend five grand, but Google cannot give me results more mm -hmm. than two grand. Like, sh should I use that as a, some kind of metric, mm -hmm. how much I should be spending? Yeah. I think you should pile into Google Guaranteed first mm -hmm. and spend as much as you can. Yes. And then I do think people should be on the ads too. And that's why, I mean, we do, we, can, we are capable of managing both for people. Like I said, the Google Guarantee doesn't require a ton of management, but you should push into that and then ads would be kind of next. I mean, basically, if you look at the Google search result page, just go there now, Google something that you want to show up for it. Look at that whole page. You want to be on every single spot. There, you want to be on the map, you want to be on the Google local service, Google guaranteed, you want to be on the ads, you want to be on the organic results, just the kind of general listing. You want to be in a lot of places, to be honest, for your best keywords. My next question is about um, marketers costing us money by clicking on our ads. Ooh. How big is the problem now? Because that's yeah. what we always hated. I yeah. mean, essentially, we're making more money in Google by clicking on stupid ads. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the moment you start advertising, the moment you start getting solicitations, calls, yeah. and every one of those calls are costing you money. I remember we would set up a budget, and immediately someone calls yeah. you to sell the service. I'm like, 
and you see because you're tracking it you see that that soccer just cost mm -hmm. you 50 grand yeah. i was freaking yell at them dude you yeah. just you should yeah. know better how big is the problem it's real and it's something to kind of watch very closely it's it's going to happen no matter what um, but we use something called ppc protect it's just included in our service and you can go out and buy it on your own it's a separate little service um, it it stops or it tries to stop bots and people that it click, 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 click. So it's not gonna stop everything, but it significantly decreases the amount of waste. And there's more than one of those, but the one that we use is called PPC Protect. And I do think if you are gonna be spending any significant amount of money on ads, you should probably purchase one. They're not that expensive. You should purchase a service like that to decrease the amount of waste in an account. What's your opinion on landing pages first year in business? Because in the reality is, you're not even if you build seventeen thousand dollar website first year in business, you're not going to get a lot of results. But cash is king and cash is tight. So if I'm starting in business, should I invest seventeen thousand on a website or can I get along with a one landing page, one page just to be found? I don't know if you're going to get found, but I think you should have one just for the other like the referrals that you're getting mm -hmm. for any other if you're doing door knocking so that they can go somewhere and see that you're a legit company, prioritize reviews, real reviews. But also the age yeah. of domain, domain authority and stuff. So can you build domain authority on yeah. landing page? The hardest, just, yeah. Because yeah. you have it already, like kind of like, it's kind of start aging, if you will. That's the hardest part about this, is, is you actually need to get links to that website to start domain authority kind of building up. And that's where it's very hard for us because I would like to offer that service but you know contract, I mean, being real, you know contractors are gonna blame us for their SEO if they just do that and they don't get a bunch of return. So like, you should get links, but that's why I wanna teach people enough. E even on the landing yeah. page. So yeah. you, you can get away with the landing page, yeah. but you should at least do something. Yes, please How much do does something. that cost? So I honestly think people should do that themselves. Google Hook Agency SEO Basics and we literally give you exactly how to create links back to your website. And this stuff that you could do in five hours. And I think you should at least, you owe it to yourself to at least do those five hours of work. I'm very scared to offer that as a service because I don't want to be held responsible for, it's not enough. That's why you're willing to teach them. Love yeah, it. I, I really believe people should be doing this. It's cool. And if you do get like five leads a month in six months, it really will be, it will be worth it to spend those five hours. Like, and it, SEO is one of those things that I love it. You know, we offer Google ads, we, you know, we do websites, but I love SEO because it is insanely powerful over time. Real SEO, real significant effort pushing into this website. It's it's like compounding investment. It, it really does. I love it. And yeah. I have to add to this, like my first website in 2013, I built my own website. I'm, I'm not, I mean, f f for the context of it, I got my first email when I was 19, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, 10 years later, I'm building websites. That's how, you know, like how little did I know about ink and digital. Mm -hmm. I never built a website, but I started a roofing company. I'm like, you know, I have to have a website. 
So copy from one is Plagiot, copy from two is a research. So I went to all the roofing websites and I'm like, you know what, I can do it. Went to Wix.com, build my website and I did $900,000 in sales. Hmm. People were calling, they were like, I actually loved it. But what I did was, it was so cool. I remember I put a video on every page on my website, mm. like a YouTube video. And my average session was like three minutes. It was insane. Mm -hmm. On the second year, I hired company, professional company, I paid like $4,000, they built a website. But the, when they showed me analytics, because another thing what I was doing, I was very active on blogs, like Angie's List, for example. And mm -hmm. when we look what was happening with the traffic, I would be getting traffic from Angie's List. I would go to forums back mm -hmm. in the day, like Angie's List would have a forum and people would ask questions like, how much roof cost? And I would comment, but I would put my domain name, like stormroofing.com in that blog. Then later when we were doing analytics, and I did not know what I was doing, I was just active with the community. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, homeowners here on this most powerful website in the country at the time, asking questions and I was answering them. And my answers, like honest answers, were like in copy, broken English, was getting like, I don't know, hundreds of likes. It was just so engaging. So the traffic was going back. Mm -hmm. So later when I hired agency like they you you will need all the power you can later mm -hmm. but in the beginning no matter what you do first year just i don't care if you spend half a million dollars on the web like you're just not gonna get google mm -hmm. takes time to recognize you and i knew that i'm like i'm not gonna spend so i spent i put all my money at angels list i got hundreds of reviews like my website was a business card if you will just a landing page for people to come and see my ugly face and my first video and mm -hmm. it worked seller roofing in 2013 their average session was less than one minute mm -hmm. we had three minutes because people actually were staying on the website mm -hmm. and watching the video mm -hmm. and it was free video was free website was free but later you know i started spending mm -hmm. money because as you grow you will increase your marketing budget and you will have um, to find new channels to spend it on i would argue that people that go free and what they can do on their own and learn this a bit have a much better result than people who go cheap. You know, if you go cheap, sometimes you will basically disqualify that method of, I see a lot of people that spend, you know, 5,000 bucks or 400 bucks on SEO or whatever, and then they're like, they disqualify it. They decide it's not a real method of business generation. And I think those people have a worse experience than the people that like you get resourceful and scrappy and go out and learn some stuff on their own and do some stuff on their own and then build up to the point where they can hire a legitimate agency. And I think you also, another thing that's happening, you also understand the game and you understand, it's just like, like a roof, a homeowner. Homeowner who've done the study and research, mm. who knows the product, they almost demand the product. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, I know Atlas Shingles is better. Why are you telling me they're all the same? Mm -hmm. Or I know the starter is important, right? Mm -hmm. Educated homeowner, I think, is the best homeowner. And educated contractor mm -hmm. who tried it. Because we don't want, like, I don't want to do it myself. This is not my experience. Yeah. It's not my job. But if I speak your language, I can make you accountable. And mm -hmm. I know the scope of work. And you'll educate me. You, mm -hmm. you should know more than I know. Mm -hmm. But I should know enough to make you accountable. The biggest compliment I see is like, we've just had somebody that was, they're having a sales call while we were doing this. Um, they, it's an SEO guy, a website and SEO guy that is working in a roofing company now. He got hired as the marketing director 
and he's hiring us. That's a huge compliment because wow. he sees that what we're doing is legit. And I wonder how that call went, but I'm just, I, I'm, I like that. That's a big compliment to us that they see that we're doing real stuff and they want to work with us and they're, they're working interior. And they know that if you have a marketing manager, a marketing director at your roofing company, somebody like that, they can't learn every single type of method completely. I mean, it's, there's a lot of, and they can't do it all. You know, you're doing video, you're doing social media, you're doing graphic design, you're doing, you know, home shows, you're doing everything else, sales presentations, you know, you're doing a ton of stuff. You're going to just have enough time to always do the SEO and the ads and like, it's nice to have a person to run it and to keep people accountable and then to have specialists that are kind of doing this 100% of the time. You know, we've got 16 or 17 people as of this week doing Google focused marketing all the time. And so just, I think that the idea of somebody going internally at a company and, and that knows what they're talking about and hiring, it's just the best compliment. Um, Percentage wise, how much should a $5 million roofing company spend on website SEO, mm-hmm. anything related to Google and SEO and ads versus all other uh, sources of marketing? I think digital should be at least half. Um, I really believe in digital. So, I mean, so I've used your metric 5%. Mm-hmm. And but from that 5%, yeah. how much I would should say, go to website? Yeah, I would say half of it. I believe yeah. should go towards digital marketing focused stuff, ads, SEO, Facebook ads. You know, we got Google ads, Facebook ads, SEO, website. I mean, website, once you do it, it should last for five years. So you don't need to do it again unless it was done poorly. And in a lot of people's case, that's true that it needs to be redone, but you shouldn't have to once it's done well. So, but I think, so what is that? 5% is 250,000. So 125,000 should go towards digital marketing from my point of view. I, I honestly, if it was my company, I'd probably do more because I, I mean, I like a billboard, but I don't, just because I understand digital more, I would probably push into digital because then I can see exactly how it turns into leads and it's a little bit clearer cut. I think billboards and this old style media, radio, even some TV stuff, TV is getting more advanced, right? YouTube TV and like personalized commercials, but old school TV, like some of these things are unclear when you get a new customer from it. And I think that that's dangerous. So you're just sitting out here trying to kind of increase the overall pile of leads, but you don't know where they're coming from. I like where knowing where my leads are coming from. That's one of the biggest advantages to tracking. We use call rail for tracking to understand how many people are calling and to, to know where leads are coming from. Are they coming from Google? Are they coming from Facebook? Are they coming from just direct? And then we're able to tell our clients like where everything came from. I think that that tracking is really important. I love it. I'm just, I don't know how I would spend too much money on billboards. So as me, I'd probably spend like 80% on digital, but I think probably the average at least 50. What's your take on the videos on the landing page? Love it. I wish more of our clients would do video. I think our clients, I'm going to speak to our clients for a second. I think you should be following money with effort. You get the most return if you, you not only spend money, but you push into it. So like an example would be, 
we're doing writing and all this stuff on your website, we're creating landing pages for locations, why not go out and shoot videos for each of those locations in a neighborhood or buy a local landmark and put those on the pages so that people that land there know you, that you actually are in that area. You're not just a storm chaser, you're a legitimate local marketing company or a local uh, roofing company. And the idea is, hey, you can do things on social media and on video to really increase the return on what you're spending on SEO and stuff like that. So I think a video up top, maybe even just next to the lead form is a really, I like to put a lead form right on the front of a page. Um, just because a lot of people that are searching for a roofing company aren't necessarily like doing that. They're, they're kind of submitting forms quick a lot of times. So the video just helps them, like you said, stay on the page. Um, in SEO, we call that dwell time, but just any amount of time that you can get somebody to spend on a website, on a, on a website really helps and your it, ranking. And people mm -hmm. wanna watch versus yeah. read. Oh yeah, and it could be one and a half minutes. Yeah. If you can get them to just spend one and a half more minutes on a website, on your website, that's a big win. We have this phenomenon, I wanna ask you about your opinion, what's happening and how to combat it. Uh, both Facebook and Google, like website submission forms. Someone comes to your website, gives you email, phone number, all their information. You didn't get back to them within the first couple of minutes. You call them five hours later, they don't know who you are. They don't know. Or next day. There's two things happening here. One is if it's Facebook, man, Facebook leads are pretty low yeah. committal, right? They're, there's a lot of Facebook leads. I've seen them where people are putting their information and people are like, I get $10 a lead. It's like, look at the quality. Please look at the amount of closed deals. Why is this happening? Why are people submitting and you call them and they don't know who because you are? Because your marketing company is tricking people into to submitting a form for the lead number. Like they're saying crazy stuff, like it's 99 bucks for whatever. And it's, like, and, and it's yeah. not always people submitting the number, it's, it's them clicking and Facebook sharing your information. Yes, exactly, that definitely. I did that the other day because I thought I was getting a download. I thought I was getting like a price download or something, a resource. And then they've been bothering me now. They've been calling me because they thought I really wanted their, their services. Sure. I don't want their services. I just wanted to get the resource. Yeah. So especially if you're giving away like a resource, like a, I don't know, a like checklist for roofs, you know, a sure. roofing checklist. And you're calling that a real lead. That's not a real lead. That's nothing. You Honestly, you're wasting money on Facebook ads. And I'm not saying but that everyone's... But yeah. the same thing is happening with the websites. How do you explain? Because on the mm, website, yeah. you have to submit the form. Yes. Like, uh, you know, like, let's say people come today. You have yeah. eight leads through the website. And yeah. let's say your assistant or yourself mm -hmm. completely forgot to check the email or it all went yes. spam. Yeah. Tomorrow you come to the office, you yeah. start your day yeah. with it. You call eight people, you schedule yeah. one appointment, seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that comes down to... Most of the time, we just need to get better about responding to people mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. It's a five-minute rule. Yeah. Hey, I need to get, uh, a, you know, I, let's talk. Let, let's set the appointment. Like, to me... Attention span is small. Yes. And competition is big. Like, they call you, yeah. they call five other companies. If they schedule three appointments, they don't want you. Exactly. And it's really who gets to them first in that case. Mm -hmm. So do, do respond you see to a lot? Do you see a lot of this kind of feedback, this phenomenon? Yeah, I'm actually this week, I'm going to listen to 100 calls as part of something that we're doing to just like better equip our clients to um, 
respond to those things as the best that they can. So we're just listening to calls and, and giving feedback. So I'll, I'll know more. Um, but what I have seen, because I do occasionally listen to these calls, it's, it's not that complicated. It's really just be nice, answer quickly, and set the appointment. Mm-hmm. And that's it. But if you, if you call back later, or if you don't call back at all, God forbid, there's a lot of people all out right. there, like I'm... not just roofing companies, like marketing companies. We just had somebody talk to us, and they're like, we talked to your comp- competitor, and they just ne- didn't respond to us for two weeks. It's like, well, that's easy. Yeah. That's easy. That's something we can solve. We can answer the phone and be nice. You know, um, so I think five minutes is a really good rule. I think it should be a real human on your team, ideally, not necessarily. Like, I don't think that that's the best thing to outsource. Um, I think people should be, make that a part of their process. And that's a really important part because if you're spending a good amount of money on ads or SEO or whatever, every single one of those leads is really important. And so the, the five-minute rule and the set-the-appointment mindset, like sell the appointment. Your opinion on chats, website chats. Chat with me, send a message, we're live. Kind of. You know, I haven't studied that as much for roofing companies. I have a couple clients that use something like that. And it's kind of funny. Sometimes they'll chat with me while I'm working on their website or something. Um, I, I need to ask more questions about that. I don't really know. I personally did not like it because then when I'm – it's a Saturday when, I, when it was just me and I would do that. Sure. And then it's a Saturday or something and I have to answer a question or something like that. I, I've decided also for us, sorry, I can only answer for myself because I haven't talked to sure, enough sure. roofing companies about this. In my experience, it was a little bit lower in jobs or, or situations. If, you're, if your website is doing its job, it answers a lot of questions. So that's why we put like frequently asked questions on almost sure, every sure. single page. Because I really want people to be able to answer the common questions. Hey, at least if you do that for a while, you can get a lot of good common questions and then build those onto your website so you don't have to answer chat or have somebody on your team answer chat on like a Sunday. Is social media more efficient than SEO these days, first year in business? Yes. I love social media. I know last time we had this discussion kind of back and forth about social media and website. For your first year in business, everything you can do, particularly on your, your personal social media. Yeah. Business social media is bad. It's like Facebook's algorithm has totally stunted all of our businesses because it wants our money. But I think that first year, leverage your personal social media account. Make everything an announcement about your life. Yep. Seriously. Wow. Our, our company is hiring its first admin. Well, our company did sure. a million in sale. I like maybe not make you look so cool, but we helped this homeowner like actually make it kind of a little bit like a life announcement and you get a ton of likes and comments on your, if you can leverage that back and forth between the company and the personal accounts, maybe get a couple other people to do that on your team. Mm-hmm. You can really win on social media, but the business account, Facebook by itself, you need to spend money. And I do believe in spending some money, but I don't know if I'd drain a ton of money in there, especially that first year. I think that's kind of a support item. It's, it's good, but it's a support item from my point of view. Got it. The biggest mistakes roofers make with marketers? Hmm. I got to go with you're spending a little bit amount of money instead of spending time. 
like we were talking about with websites, I think learning how to make a basic website, I know this is annoying. I know that trying to work on a website is annoying, but I've seen some people do some crazy stuff by themselves. Uh, what is this, Eric Richardson or something out of um, mm -hmm. California, California, who's uh, passed a thousand leads like from his own SEO. I mean, he's an unusual guy, mm -hmm. the amount of time he spent on this, but it's really cool to see. But you can do that at the lower level by creating a basic WordPress website or even, you know, you did Wix, there's Squarespace and stuff like that. Creating a basic website and talking like you would if you were talking to a homeowner on the website. So I think people should go to their website right now, if you're watching this at night, uh, to, and read it to your wife, or read it to somebody that's, that's maybe your ideal customer, that's like your ideal customer. I think a lot of people's wives are not that unlike their ideal customer. And read it out loud to them and say, would this, would you wanna work with me after I, I said this stuff to you? And if they wouldn't, maybe rewrite the copy. Say it a little bit more like you would in, in person. So actually mm -hmm. maybe s push the record button and talk like you were talking to a homeowner. And then put that copy onto the website. Because a lot of people are very good at sales. Like a lot of these roofing company owners are so good at sales. But when it goes to website, it's just suddenly like they get all corporate. Mm -hmm. I agree. And so if you could just read your copy out loud to somebody that is kind of like your ideal customer and say, how does this make you feel? Do you want to buy from us? Would you want to buy from us if you didn't know me? And if they wouldn't, rewrite that copy on your homepage. Love it. Um, give me advice. Give you advice personally? Mm -hmm. I can't be real in this setting, man. Yes, I can't, you, yes you can. I can't be real Just in this setting. Tell me what I suck at. Give me what I suck. Oh man, well, Roofing Process Conference is the best event out there right now, in my opinion. I, I do have to, I'm gonna go to Win the Storm. I'm gonna check it out. Sure. I wanna know, I wanna know what these events are like. Of I've course. already been to most of the other ones. Of course. You've got the best conference in the game because it's, it's very uh, intimate and a little, like you, the way you challenged people at the beginning of it, you said, don't be too proud. Talk to people, get in, you know, like, and I didn't ask you to yeah. praise me. I asked you to give me the Yes, voice. I know. I'm going to try to, but it's really hard in this setting because I don't. Okay. It's okay. You can yeah, edit you, this you, out, right? You, you'll, right you'll, you'll, you'll walk away alive, I promise. You can edit this not out. Hurt. I'm not going to hurt you. Ah. Uh, well, I think roofing is your game, man. I think you should focus more on roofing. Like, you've got all this stuff going on with other niches, and it's just really hard to build a brand in different niches. I mean, like, I want, I wanted, you know. I'm going through this at the moment too. I wanted to get into HVAC. I wanted to get into. I'm not going anywhere. Roofing. I know. I know. Just I'm just saying. Like directory is going after niches, but yeah. it's it's different. Beast. I think it scatters you a little bit. But directory is yeah. like roofing insights will yeah. always be roofing. We're so focused on roofing yeah. insights. We're not even touching commercial because yeah. I don't understand. If I don't understand something or I'm, yeah. I'm not true expert, I'm not touching people. Just like make more videos about you know yeah. TPO. I was like. Someone else will. It's yeah. not my game. If I'm not a commercial yeah. roofing, like roofing insights is a commercial, it's a residential yeah. retail channel per se. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but directory is my biggest business and it's going to have like 300 employees. And, and if in that case with directory, the advice for me would be like, 
I think you will need that big investment to like go hard on the marketing on that. I think it will be very cool if you do. We're doing it. And and I mean, I don't have that context. Sure. All as I would say is like, to me right now, as I see it, and I don't have all the context, roofing is like your base of power mm -hmm. and operating out of that base of power and doubling down on that base of power will significantly like potentially open up the bigger doors. And then, like I said, it sounds like you've got some other things going on there. Great That's advice. Nice. Yeah. I needed to hear that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you.